Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast is a football podcast. Me and Paul and the football. That's how we do it. So yeah, we're talking uh, mostly Middlesbrough football, but there's uh, there's other stuff in there. Talking about last week's games, talking about the upcoming games. We've got uh, we've got the the new segment, Beat the Jock. See how I do this week. Uh, I do encourage anybody to have a go. It's a bit of a bit of a good laugh. If you're checking us out on YouTube, do subscribe. If you're checking us out on audio, subscribe as well. Subscribing helps us, helps channel, helps uh, helps the podcast in in all. So uh, yeah, we really do appreciate it. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Riverside Roundup. At time of recording, it's uh, it, it's St Patrick's Day. That has uh, that the relevance to that for you uh, for you audio listeners is Paul's drinking Guinness. Uh, the the relevance to uh, being St Patrick's Day for me is that apparently it's acceptable to drink a cup of coffee at five past ten at night. Do you know what, Andrew? It's uh... <sighs> but it's good coffee. Oh, do you know what? What you should have done is uh, shout out to. Podcast alum from, I'm gonna go at least three years ago. Thomas Quinn. Oh, the man, the legend. What you should have done is taken that little uh, birthday gift that he bought you uh, either last year or possibly the year before. That alcohol-free whiskey. <laughs> Irish up that coffee, yeah, boy. I wish I could. It's it's all gone. It's all gone into my body. It was that's the that's the next thing that I hope they start selling in Tesco, alcohol-free spirits spirit. more so than they do at the moment. Because at the moment, I've only seen the occasional gin. I think it is. Alcohol yeah, alcohol-free gin. gin got real big at the back end of last year. Mm. Obviously, at this point in time, people would be mistaken to think, "Well, we're obviously doing the beer cast," because you know there's a lot of talk of alcohol, St. Patrick's Day, and all that. But no, no, no. Paul, yeah. why don't you tell these lovely people why they're here? Well, again, for the viewers, if I just do this, Mobile it'll phone give them an indication of we're about to dive into what was previously known as the Super Cellnet Riverside Stadium by the late, great Alistair Brownlee. It's another week of... Um, it's another week of the Riverside Roundup, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to uh, going to discuss all things Middlesbrough Football Club and beyond. Well, specifically the Championship and whatnot. But yeah, welcome along, Riverside Roundup week. Atlanta Falcons. I, I mean, uh, you know, it's it's we're well into the season. Let's put it that way. Mm. Um... In fact, do you know what? We're we're so far into the season that we're almost at the end of the season. Mm. I believe, I will double check this, but there's either 10 or 9 games left in this particular season. So. And and with the rapid nature of getting through those games, it could, it could only be a, a short amount of time left. It is 9. 
My word. Well, we've got a few of those games to discuss right here, right now. But not right now. No, no. Before we do that, we have to talk about our first segment. Our first segment talks all things football from the last week, from the last time that we gathered here. And it's a segment that we like to call This Week in Football. So. Well... This, this week seems to have been rather a quiet week for me personally. I, I can't think of anything that's jumped off the page um, as a huge spanner in the works or anything like that, so, so to speak. One thing that has happened in the last 48 hours is a managerial change. And in a slightly, slightly unusual sort of uh, turn of pace, um, it was a managerial departure followed almost instantaneously by a managerial appointment so um that's unusual <laughs> not even forest yeah i was gonna say it's not it's not unusual if you're uh if you're from the uh, west midland east midlands east midlands east midlands should have got uh should have got matt moore on to uh just clarify exactly where nottingham falls on the sort of the, the midlands pyramid perspective blah 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 but um yeah there was a a change of manager in uh, the west midlands and uh birmingham city decided to uh terminate the employ of uh one itar karanka who was um his most successful position came when he was uh, in charge of uh the mighty borough he was the man that got the borough promoted back to the Premier League, albeit for just one season, then he was unceremoniously binned off, I suppose is the best way to, to phrase it. Um, but yeah, um, uh, so Aitor Kranken, no longer the manager of Birmingham City. Uh, they removed him and almost instantaneously um, brought in the his replacement, which is Lee Boyer. Uh, Lee Boyer was previously the manager of Charlton Athletic. Um, now, the conspiracy theorists will go out and say that there was a little bit of surreptitiousness, shall we say, on this one, as um, Lee Boyer resigned from his position as Charlton manager and less than 24 hours later, he was brought in as the new Birmingham City manager on quite a large, quite a lengthy contract, um, from what I understand. Um, I had the uh, I had the details open a little while ago, and I've lost them, which is annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was brought in pretty quick, sharp, and. Um, Fair play to him. He he's uh, he certainly hit the ground running. Let's put it that way. As uh, in his first game as manager of Birmingham City, they managed to get a win against Reading, uh, which is doubly uh, doubly good for myself as a Middlesbrough fan, as uh, that brings Reading closer to Borough in the race for the playoffs. So, in the mm. final playoff spot, Reading have a six-point gap over uh, Middlesbrough in eighth position. So, nine games to go. Six point gap 
It's all to play for, Andrew. It's all to play for. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much. That's really it. That, that's really all that's happened. Is that the one, the one managerial change? Obviously, Charlton are now looking for a new manager. But that's the I mean, so I mean, I, I'll, I'll I'll take the job, but I'm going to need a I'm going to need a lot of money. Well, I suppose I, I, I could discuss the fact that this this week in football, obviously, I've started. Um, I've 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 managed to obtain a very very old laptop from uh, from my parents, and I've managed to start playing. Now, I want you to I want you to to remember that this very moment for later in the podcast, because this isn't this isn't the first time you've mentioned this to me this week. So I uh, I went out into the world and the world returned with an answer. Or maybe a question. Well, I was going to say, this week in football, not only have I started playing said game, but I've uh, managed to... Um, I, managed to I managed to, you know... Take the Middlesbrough team from 2000 to 2001-2, both a UEFA Cup win uh, and then the following season a League Cup win. Uh, and I'm now in the season after that and uh, I've, I've been appointed as the England manager on a joint basis with Middlesbrough. So, I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's onwards and upwards from, uh, you know, for uh, Paul Williams circa 2003-2004. In the uh, current state of where we are right in the game, so yeah, all good, all good. Two thousand three, two thousand four for me would be would be, would have been uh, twenty three, twenty four, and uh, when you said current state, I was like, yes, indeed. <laughs> well, to put it in perspective, two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four is technically the season. Well, it's not technically; it actually is. It is the um, it is the season that Middlesbrough won their one and only trophy. Um, which was the League Cup. So, um, hopefully I'll be able to recreate that in the game. And, uh, yeah, it was also the season, that it was also the year that I, I turned the, uh, the, the the young, sprightly age of 18. 2004. What a, what a wild, hot summer that was. But we don't need to get into that right now. So. No, no, we don't. I'd like to say I can remember uh, 2003, 2004, but I'd be like... <laughs> so, with with closing that segment off, not a lot happening in the football world. Obviously, things that do happen in the football world are football games. We here at the Riverside Roundup podcast like to uh, to ruminate. Word of day, toilet paper. Um, ruminate on what those games might look like. Now then, I want you to cast your mind back to around about this point of the podcast last week. Certain uh, a certain Andy Cook took himself off and was like, "Look, we need to we need to get back in the game here. We need to we need to start seriously getting points on the board because you're an embarrassment to yourself and this podcast." So with that in mind, let's talk Middlesbrough Stoke City. Now then, 
Obviously, I've tied up the scores. I've laid out this, this coming week's games, which we'll get onto, and we'll need to talk about like what the next couple of weeks is going to look like because it's a busy time, just not just not locally, I suppose. Um, obviously, I have done the uh, the the scores from the two Middlesbrough games we predicted, and woo! Hello, nurse. Don't want to don't want to go uh, spoiler central, but uh, let's talk Middlesbrough Stoke City. What was the score in that game? Well, this this was a. Uh, I mean, I say a surprising result. I did on the day think that Middlesbrough would have enough to get the uh, to get the win. That wasn't what I predicted last week, however. Um, but there was something that came out in the stats where it was something along the lines of, I don't think. I don't think Stoke have ever won at the Riverside. I'll definitely have to check that stat just to be absolutely certain. But don't think they've ever won at the Riverside. Um, the best they've ever done it is get a point, which has happened on a couple of occasions. Um, but they hadn't they hadn't got a positive result on T side, let's say, because obviously there was the previous stadium at the Essen Park. Um in a number of years, and they'd lost the last three, I want to say. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, Middlesbrough ended up putting together quite the uh, quite the performance for a 3-0 win. Yes, indeed. Three glorious goals. Um, no goals for Stoke City, and correctly pointed out, uh, that is not the way that you what you thought it was going to go. Um, have you got uh, have you got goal scorers for us on that? I certainly do, Andrew. Um, sadly, I know for a fact that I don't think I picked any of these three players. However, I don't think you picked any of these players either. So we had a goal apiece from centre back Grant Hall, centre back. Slash midfielder Paddy McNair. Salute to Paddy on St. Patrick's Day. Um, and uh, a first goal of the, uh, of the campaign for Nathaniel Mendez Lang. Indeed. And again, you are correct to say that uh, neither of us managed to pull any of those three names out of our bags for, 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 for goals. So we already we already see the way this is going. We always we're we're already getting a feeling. So um, Paul went with a two-two um, on this one, uh, and of the four people picked, obviously two of those were void, and two of them weren't the three any of the three goal scorers. Um, I didn't pick a I didn't pick a correct goal scorer either. I did put Middlesbrough down to win though. So uh, first. As discussed previously on the podcast, you have much more faith in my team than I do, so and you're it, a, much better, a much better man than I. And this is the week for that that to finally pay dividends, uh, as we'll as we'll get to. Uh, so just just one little point uh, for me, um, but off to a flyer. So takes us nicely into uh, into the next game. Next game is a team that just seems to keep coming back, 
keeps keeps appearing in my book, Wickham Wanderers, and they went up against Preston North End. Now then, what was the score in this game? The uh, the score in this game, Andrew, was a rather surprising to some. Wickham Wanderers won, Preston North End nil. Have you got a goal scorer for me? I do. It is Ryan Taffazoli. That is a, that, that five times fast. That is a name right there. That's what. That's one. That's one for your good lady. I would. I would feel. Um, let's put it this way. It's one that you wouldn't mind having emblazoned across the old back. Absolutely. Now here's the thing about this game. So casting my mind back when I was looking at, it, I was like, oh man. So I, I write down my scores, and then and then you give me your score, and and I often, as with this one, when you give me your score, I'm like, oh, I've, I've totally called this one wrong, because uh, you had you had Preston down for a, a cheeky goal. Uh, I, on the other hand, had Wickham down for two. Now I didn't get the goal scorer right, but as as we've already said, Wickham did win that game. Points on the board for Mister Cook. I mean, we are flying right now. Um, as as is the way the the week is split into two halves, and we have a, a running total and things like that. Um, so that talking to that talking to has seemed to do do the world of good, and I am winning at this point with two points to nothing. Speaking of winning, let's talk Middlesbrough football again. So, <laughs> if you know the way we do it, we predict the game, the, the game before, with the team before, so it won't be a surprise to hear that it's Middlesbrough versus Preston North End. Can you tell me what the score in this game was? Uh, so, I believe I may have put this down as a Middlesbrough win again. You did. However, I was slightly less optimistic, and I went for a Middlesbrough two, Preston one mm. win. Correct. Um, I shouldn't have been so optimistic from a Preston perspective, as it turned out, mm. as Middlesbrough did get the win, and it was by two goals to nil. Indeed. So in two so games, keeping, in two games, so those keeping score. That is a result. That's that's a week where Middlesbrough played two home games. They've scored five goals in total and conceded zero. Five goals. Five that is a, goals. That is, a, that is what's known as a very healthy uh, performance in the goal difference column. Um, yeah, when I like I said earlier, I was tightening the scores up and I was like, Middlesbrough have, have had an absolute blinder of a week there. Five goals. Uh, I've conceded nothing. Uh, do you have goal scorers? I do. Uh, I'll go the second goal first. Uh, the second goal was scored by Marcus Tavernier. And the first goal was one of, if not the most, well, it's not the most, one of the most beautiful own goals I've ever seen. Uh, so it was an own goal scored by, I believe his name is Jordan Story. Mm-hmm. Yes, Jordan Story, and and what what a story he painted. Let's put it that way. Um, uh, had the had the joy of being able to watch uh, the game 
under the Sky Sports red button. Um, so obviously, sat down with my my good my good lady partner. I was going to say here. There's no one there. Um, sat down with my good lady uh, to my to my right. We watched uh, um, a, a Netflix show on the on the main TV while I had my tablet set on the left hand side, just so I could keep up with the game as it was going on. Um, had my notifications set on my phone uh, and had a little flash up that's, that's sh- that showed the Middlesbrough had scored. Now it's about forty five seconds delay on the Sky Sports feed, um, so obviously I looked back and it, the game was still nil nil. So then, obviously, gave up my undivided attention because I knew something was happening. Um... <laughs> oh my! Uh, Yannick Balassi gets the ball out wide on left hand side. Whips a whips a ball into the uh, into the box. Not a great deal going on. It wasn't exactly as if he whipped it with absolute like ferociousness or whatever. It was. I'd I'd say it was a ball that. 99 times out of 100, a, a defender will deal with comfortably. They'll just basically keep their eye on it and just, you know, either take the ball down and then clear it up the field or just, you know, in one fell swoop, they'll just, you know, make sure it arrives on their foot and then just give it a good whack and just get it as far away up the field as they can. Um, Mr. Story decided to not take that approach. He decided that oh, the best thing to do would be to obviously set himself to to do the big clearance up the pitch and then completely take his eye off the ball uh, and as it came to him, managed to completely fluff it and chip it. So obviously the goal's behind him. He's facing to shoot, uh, just like, you know, clear the ball as far up the pitch as he can, completely miscues it and just smashes it into his own goal that's behind him. Absolutely tremendous. Glorious. Not complaining, not complaining at all. You know, obviously, put my team one 0 up. Points on the board, isn't it? And then just to compound the misery, uh, about ten minutes before half time, uh, Preston and a man sent off for uh, a little kick out at one of our guys, Sam Morsey. Uh, so that put Preston down to ten men. Uh, to make matters worse, at half time when the Referee was going into the uh, into the uh, referee, well, into the stadium for the, the halftime break uh, to the referee's room. The Preston manager confronted him to, uh, I, I would assume, ask him about the decisions in the first half, uh, and uh, his protestation meant that he ended up with a red card himself. So Preston down to ten men and had their manager sent off at halftime, which was nice. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, how, was, how many games banned does he get? Well, I, I don't know if it works in the same way for for like for backroom team. Um, I imagine that it, if it's covered in the ref's report as to why he sent him off, he might get um, he might get a touchline ban based on what what comes out in the report. Um, but I don't think it carries like a touchline ban as standard. So we'll just have to wait and see. But yeah, it was 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 very uh, was very interesting to see a game where referee results went in Borough's favour, as they've had quite a few results that have uh, not gone their way in the last couple I, of weeks. I, I, that way. I didn't want to draw any attention to it, but I was a bit like, 
dear suppose that this was a little bit of like a a, a makeup for uh, previous indiscretions by any chance. And, and, I mean, you could maybe argue that, but you'd like to think that no, because if that is the case, then that's not really fair against Preston because they've not they hadn't done anything, you know, negative against Borough. So it seems harsh that they would bear the brunt of of that and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to think it was just basically uh, watching the incident back. I think it was a bit of a harsh red card personally to Preston because um, our guy Sam Morsey was definitely um, given as good as he got, shall we say? I think he had a little sly elbow and stuff before before he got kicked out at and it was just unfortunate for the Preston guy that the ref just managed to turn and saw that part of the uh, of the incident or his assistant flagged got him on the like, on the radio and was like oh well the Preston guy's had a kick out of the Borough guy probably needs to you know sort that, sort that out and so that but like I say I'm not going to complain happy Borough got the win and they Close within six points of the playoffs. So, Morty should have been spending more time scoring goals. That's all I know. He certainly it's coming, Andy. I'm telling you, he got he got his first goal against Swansea. Massive deflection, but I, I think he'll get at least one more before now and the end, between now and the end of the season. Let's put it that way. So, as we've sort of we've danced around the subject. Um, Paul did go for a 2-1, so in the ballpark, but not quite nailed on. Um, nobody picked any own, own goals as far as predictions concerned. Um, I did have Middlesbrough down for a win, just a straight-up win, uh, but not quite enough. Didn't give it enough. Halfway for ladies. Um, so no goal scorers picked, but uh, points for both participants for the scores. Um... So, brings us to the final game that we predicted, which um, when when we uh, when we started recording, it was all done and dusted. If we'd have started sooner, that might not have been the case because uh, it was a seven o'clock this evening kickoff. But it was all done and dusted nicely for when we got got to this point, and I wrote up the scores. Um, <clears throat> very different to what either of us thought was going to happen uh, more so for, for one of us than the other um, so yes QPR versus Millwall what was the score in this game? Well Andrew the score finished QPR 3 Millwall 2 Correct Amondo So I'll give you a little heads up on this one, my lovely listeners and viewers. Nobody picked 3-2. So let's get it out. Let's get it out there. Also, because of the way that the predictions went, just nobody picked QPR to win. There was a draw on the cards, and there was a Millwall will on the win on the cards. So we're already down by the numbers. However, this is an opportunity to claw some points back. Who scored the five goals in question? So, for QPR, 
There was one goal for Charlie Austin. One goal for Stefan Johansson. And one goal for Jordi Device. Indeed. And for Millwall. Uh, for Millwall there was a goal a goal apiece for Jed Wallace and Mason Bennett. Indeed. Um, what I can tell you is that none of the Millwall uh, goal scorers were predicted, uh, and I didn't predict anybody scoring for QPR. However, Mr. Williams did say that Austin would score a goal, and he did. So there's points. Now then, if you've got your calculator or your quick maths head on, what you'll see there is... Um, Mr. Williams took a point in both of the second half of the week's games. I only took one point. But what that means for the week is two points for Paul. Three points for me. He's done it. He's done it, ladies and gents. He's finally got his groove back. Winning the week with three points is this man right here. That's what I'm talking about. What it's all about. Now let's see if I can do it again. So, um, as I was, as I alluded to earlier, uh, what we've got coming up is uh, World Cup qualifiers. Um, but we have got FA Cup to predict. So there's just there's just one game, uh, Millwall versus Middlesbrough, uh, to predict, uh, and then we've got some FA Cup action, and then uh, then it'll be a little quieter on the on the Western Front with uh, with World Cup qualifying going on. But anyway, that's getting ahead of where we are right now, and where we are right now is Millwall versus Middlesbrough. I have taken the liberty on this one. And written some some numbers down. It is up to you, sir, to tell me what you think this is going to look like. Hmm. I will go for a very slender Millwall nil, Middlesbrough one. Okay, goal scorer. Feel he's been getting closer the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go for an optimistic chubber. Okay, see what you've done there, and I like what you've done there, but I like it a little bit more. So I've gone for a Millwall nil, Middlesbrough two. Um, what I'm liking for this is Tavernier and uh, and and uh, Paddy McNair. Well, uh, here so... It comes. Here it comes. McNair did go off injured on Tuesday it's night. It's fine, he'll be back. He's coming back. Hopefully it was just a, a precautionary... It was uh, it was groin, groin strain, it's fine. I've been, who knows? It's fine, he's going to come back and he's going to score a goal. There you go. You heard it I'll here. take that. You heard it here first. Take that. That right there is the uh, 
that right there is the prediction for those games. Uh, I say those games, that game. Uh, which brings us to uh, a team close to my hat. Which is a little known, little known fact. Big, big Leicester City fan? Love Leicester City. Big Leicester City fan. Uh, yes, it is uh, Leicester versus Manchester United. So... Just to just to clarify for those who might be a little bit lost at this point of the podcast. So, what we've done is we've agreed that in any weeks where the FA Cup is involved, we will back either Middlesbrough, if involved in that particular point of the competition, or we go with the team that knocked out Middlesbrough which in this case was Brentford. Brentford then progressed to the next round and were knocked out by Leicester City. And Leicester City remain in competition. So at this particular point, the the, the bet passes to Leicester, gives us the thread all the way through the competition. So that brings us to Leicester City versus Manchester United. Indeed. Um, same as before, I've already put uh, put a score down for this. So, what what do you think this game is going to look like? So, uh, it is a it is a cup tie, so it's it is slightly different. I've gone for the ninety minute betting, and I've gone for a draw. I've gone for one one. I've gone for Leicester City one, Manchester United one. Now, obviously, if that does happen on the day, there'll be an extra thirty minutes played. And if there's not, and if it's still level at the end of the thirty minutes, there'll be penalties and whatnot. Um, but for for the purposes of this particular podcast, I've gone for in ninety minutes, Leicester City one, Manchester United one. Goal scorers. Who? Um, I will go for Nacho. Good luck, good luck with that. Uh, and Greenwood. Okay. Um, obviously, you've got to, you've got to support the you've got to support the the home team. Some might say, uh, and I've gone with a, a one nil to uh, Man United. And I've gone with the people's hero, Rashford, to score that goal. Love Marcus Rashford. Love him. Yeah. What an absolute legend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that's that. Well, Andrew, I suppose what you want to know is you want to know some odds. Yep. Well, your Middlesbrough 2-0 comes in at 10-1. to Your Manchester United 1-0 comes in at 9-1. to which I was a little bit surprised at, uh, giving you a double of 109 to 1. Oof. Okay. Whereas, I have gone for Middlesbrough 1 0 and Leicester City Man United 1 1. 
which gives me a double of 44.5 to 1. Mm, respectable. I, I remember back in the days of early football betting in my life. And I was like, oh, I must be good because I've got, I've got really, really big numbers. It's like, no, no, no. When, when the numbers come in low, that's when you know it's good. So there we go. That ties up that section. A little click of the pen says uh, the book is closing. Kitchen's closing. So, before we get to the last part, the any other business... Something that, we're, that we've sort of started in, in injecting into this podcast for a little bit of fun and frolics is a section that we've been calling, that we've stolen the name um, unapologetically, uh, which is Beat the Jock. Paul has a extensive knowledge of football, if you want to go back through the archives of football podcasts and tot up how many, uh, how many insane quizzes or just pure you know name this team from this era um i have been tasked at this point in time with attempting to beat the jock and i've had i've had a good run of it i'm i'm, I'm you know now it's very it's it's very 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 difficult to find questions it, it's it's insane i i look at there are there are layers of uh, of the internet. It's like you know, your your Amazons and you know places like that, and then you then you get down to like your you know BBC if you want to get the the sports the, the the scores and you know put your scores down in your book. And I have to go down to like the equivalent of a man in an alleyway who's selling human organs to get these questions. So. Flipping it all the way back to the beginning of this podcast, like I said, not the first time that you mentioned Championship Manager to me, which led, funnily enough, to this week's question. Might be an easy one. I don't know. I don't write them. I just... We don't pick the dance floor. We just dance. Here we go. Rangers... Tried to sign which superstar after Alex McLeish was alerted to his ability through popular video game Football Manager? So, strangely enough, um, within the last couple of weeks, I've been reading a 442 magazine that is a couple of months backdated that I'm a little bit behind on reading. And... <laughs> The interview of that particular... So they do an interview section at the start of every magazine that's about two or three pages long. And uh, the interview at that particular, of that particular month's uh, magazine was Alex McLeish. <sighs> and one of the questions... So the, the, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, um, a format where... Readers and readers and subscribers to the magazine send in questions for the editor to then ask to the guest, and then their response is what builds up the first two or three pages. Um, one of the questions was, um, "Is it true that you almost signed 
so-and-so, so-and-so player after your son discovered him on Football Manager. Now, he said no. They never tried to sign this player. However, they did look into signing another player from the same team, but were told, no, he's now very much in the first team squad's plans. So I think the answer you will have on your page is Lionel Messi. It is. Um, but I think the actual article that he said was that the the actual player that they did so that was that was the rumor that was that was done that was doing the rounds. But um, apparently the the player that were more close to signing was Andres Iniesta, who for people who subscribe to the podcast and are you know football fans will know that he's a very very important name in Barcelona's um, history. Uh, he's a very important player in Spain's history as he was the player who scored the winning goal in the World Cup final in 2010. Um, but according to McLeish, it was actually uh, Andres Iniesta that they tried to sign for Barcelona, but the uh, the myth of the story goes down that apparently it was Messi that tried to sign Messi. Or his son told him that he should try and sign Messi. It was one of those things, when I saw the, when I saw the question, I was like, I mean, come on, that question has to be this week's question. Absolutely, it has to be. You, you were talking about you were talking about the game earlier in the week. I was like, and then it just it just organically came up at the beginning. I was like, ah, oh, this is brilliant. Unfortunately, <laughs> I looked at the answer. I was like, there's absolutely no way you won't know that. So I was a bit like, I was a bit like, uh, do I have to give it up to the to the question because it's like it, it's meant to be the world the world's telling me to use it. There we go. I did not this week beat the jock. So uh, at some point in time, I'll have to tot up uh, where where we are. I think there might be. I think you might be winning. I think I've lost at least twice. I think you lost. Two, I think you lost two back to back. So I, I was I was obviously riding the the wave on that, and uh, now I've now I've crashed onto the beach. So. Maybe it's time to go even deeper. Maybe I need to uh, sell my own organs in a back alley somewhere to get the real, the real questions, the real tough ones. Still, I'm still, I'm, I'm still holding on to the smallest stadium in the world question. Maybe, maybe that'll come next week. So, finally, is there any other business? Nothing, not again. Nothing from me. Like, I suppose obviously next week there'll be there will be no podcast um, as there it is the international break. So obviously we'll discuss the Middlesbrough Millwall game yeah. and the Leicester Man United game from this coming weekend. But mm. uh, next week we'll have a slightly different flavour to it. Uh, haven't got a name at this particular point but for all you Hartlepool United aficionados out there of which listening to this podcast right now I'm going to go on a limb and say there's exactly zero that are tuning in to this particular podcast because can't see many people that are out the Pool United fans that are getting a kick out of listening to a Middlesbrough podcast. Um, but 
there might be a couple of people who have a bit of a soft spot for Hartlepool United because uh, obviously the main man on Soccer Saturday on uh, on Sky Sports, Jeff Stelling, is a Hartlepool United fan. And I would dare to say that a lot of people who follow football, their main Saturday entertainment between the hours of 3 and 5pm is Gillette Soccer Saturday on Sky Sports. Um, so we're going to cover... We're going to cover the Hartlepool United games that will be scheduled for next week in next week's podcast, or technically I suppose it's two weeks' time from time of recording. Uh, but uh, over, over the course of the weekend where England will be playing their World Cup qualifiers, we will be covering the Hartlepool United games for that weekend just to give a little bit of something different to cover in the podcast, as there's no Middlesbrough game to cover. Uh, and rather than doing the England game, which is a little bit... I'm not... It's not that I don't care about England. I just care more about Hartlepool United, let's put it that way. So... Throwing up. We'll, do, uh, we'll break the podcast down. We'll do a little bit more based on Hartlepool's games that are upcoming next week. Throwing it out there. No, No running around the pool. Just you know, yeah. You know, just, just off the top of my head. Just... I think we can do better, Andrew. I yes, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can always do we'll, better. We'll get it. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. It's fine. As long as we stay Obviously away from talking about Victoria Mark. Park. So there's a couple of words there that we can use. We'll, we'll we'll get something. We'll 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 have something that's yeah yeah. I'm 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 fully confident that we'll have we'll have a a hybrid name that we can sort of mesh together as a, as a one off podcast that we'll be able to absolutely. Right. Well, there we go. Look forward to that coming uh, in your ears and your eyeballs momentarily. So there we go. Uh, thank you for doing this with me, as always. Uh, congratulations on uh, regaining the jock status. And uh, look out for next week. Whew, it's a doozy. There we go. Thank you very much. And uh, until next time. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week of games gone. Another week of games to come. Something a bit different next week, so there's something to look forward to there. As I've said, and I always say, if you are checking us out on YouTube for the video, or if you just like listening along, subscribing is a big help to the channel, to the podcast, to us here, and uh, we do appreciate it. Uh, if you're already subscribing, word of mouth is, uh, is the best kind of advertisement, so tell a friend or a family member, get them to do the same. So there we go. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'll say bye and I'll see you then. Bye.